Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome back to The Cap. I am your host, Nate Sperlin, with my wonderful co-host, RJ Levichin. RJ, how are you doing today, man? Yo, we in the building one time for the one time. You know what it is. Facts, you feel me? And we're going to start off with this intro real quick, you feel me? So we're going to let you know what we're going to talk about in the actual podcast. So we're going to start off talking about Internet Money's album, Before the Storm. Also with that, we'll be talking about Nasty C's new album, titled Zulu Man with some power. And then with that, we're going to be talking about the virtual performances that Tidal did for both Lil Uzi and Meg The Stallion. And we're going to be talking about new singles from Corday, Lil Tecca, Big Sean, and ASAP Ferg. Yo, 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 what up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, RJ Levichin, here on my grateful co-host, Nate Sperlin, and we're back to cap the week. So, first, Big Sean's gonna drop his latest album, Detroit 2, this week. What do you think about that, Nate? Are you ready? I am so ready for Big Sean. Big Sean is one of my favorite artists. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, especially with all the things that he's gone through in the past um, three, two, at least two and a half, three years. Um, his last drop was Double or Nothing with Metro Boomin, which was kind of meant to me. So hopefully he's able to bounce back. But moving on, we have an award to announce. Megan Thee Stallion last night, AMAs, she won an award for her song Savage. RJ, do you think that her album is coming sooner or later? Um, one, congratulations to The Stallion, Young Meg. I think that the album will not be coming 2020. If it does come 2020, I think it will come late. But especially with everything that's happened in her life recently, I think that she's going to take some time off, get the bars right, and come out early 2021. Next, we got Lil Durk. He's dropping a project uh, in the coming weeks called The Voice. One, do you think there will be more singing or rapping on the project? Two, what are you expecting from the project outside of that? Um, I As much as I want for there to be more rapping than singing, I don't think that's a realistic view. So there will definitely be more singing than rapping. Um, I think that it's smart for him to drop it this Friday, um, September 4th, because of all the momentum that he's gathering from his last project, um, Just Because Y'all Waited too as well as his feature on that Drake song, Laugh Now, Cry Later. That being said, I'm really, really excited to hear what Lil Durk has to say or what Lil Durk gives us. And um, if I'm going by, if I'm going by the title of Just Cause Y'all Waited 2, that's clearly an album or a project to hold us over. So I'm really excited to see what the real heat is. But finally, Kendrick Lamar has a lawsuit on his hands for his song, Loyalty, featuring Rihanna. Um, That being said, RJ, do you think that this lawsuit will impact the rumors swirling around a potential Kendrick Lamar album this year? Um, I think that TDE has kind of been in this position before. Uh, They've gotten lawsuits for songs like I Do This, Rigor Mortis. They've even had ones for things on the Black Panther Project with Pray For Me and All The Stars. from what I've seen is that it's more of a working with the higher ups 
I think it is a little bit concerning with the producers and they might be a little bit wary, but I don't think that it will slow anything of the process down. I think if, if Kendrick is in a process of making an album, the album will come out this year, but he's another artist. I feel like he likes to drop in the first half of the year. So I see him doing 2021 as well. All right. Come back on the other side of this small little break. We will be discussing some topics ranging from an album from internet money, as well as an album from Nasty Seat out of South Africa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Cap. I am Nate Sperlin here with my wonderful co-host, RJ. Love you, and RJ, how you doing today, man? I am chilling, bro. It's a wonderful day. I got some work to do later, but you know, I'm trying to get this pie going. Facts, before we start this pod, I want to start off by saying, one, you need to stop ducking me on the basketball court, man. Right, I don't like that right, shit. You need to relax, right? <laughs> I'm not ducking nah. you, bro. I'm just getting, you know, getting into shape. I got to get my knees right. Oh, all right. Yeah, you need to make us right too, nigga. <laughs> um, but anyway, on a more somber note, I think um, it, it would this podcast wouldn't be right if we didn't start off by with, with a moment of silence for the legendary Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately died um, this week. So please join us in a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. All right, thank you. Um, RJ, what's your what's your favorite Chadwick role? To be honest, my favorite role is probably gonna be when he played Jackie. Um, mm-hmm. I think his James Brown role was good too, but the way that he played Jackie, I mean, it was it was crazy. My dad is a huge baseball guy, and um, I I loved Forty Two as a film, and I think that Jackie Robinson was one of the biggest inspirations for me, and he was. I mean, he was just a trailblazer in a, in a different way. And I think that when you break down barriers like that and deal with something like that, that white people love so much and to be so talented and kind of, you know, just have to walk around with that chip on your shoulder and, and, and be confident in yourself when at any moment in time, you know, somebody could even bash your brains in. I mean, it, that that's courage on a different level. And um, I love how he did that role, and I think I think he did it phenomenally. I, I completely agree. I love that Jackie Robinson role that he had. Um, I think um, growing up, you always hear about Jackie Robinson, but for him to successfully put a face to Jackie Robinson for people who, for people like us in our generation who grew up in a world where Jackie Robinson had unfortunately passed before we had been born in the first place. Um, I think that's amazing, and that really put a lot of context to. Um, what Jackie Robinson was able to do for our generation. Um, also, I think I'd be remiss without mentioning Black Panther because of the enormous impact that it had on just Black youth in general, Black culture in general, being able to see a Black superhero um, in a mostly Black movie do so well in the first place and be so wonderfully done. Um, Chadwick did a lot. So rest in peace to Chadwick, man. Real talk, bro. It's gone way too soon. It's 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 crazy um, to see him work through all that he did and and give us all that he did while he was battling cancer. I mean, there's a lot of um, 
strength and willpower that comes from a person like that. And that's not something that you see every day. That's not even something you see, you know, once a year. That's that's what's in the generation type willpower. So thank you for everything that you've given uh, the film world and the entertainment for world. Thank you. Just the black community and the community as a whole. Um, and you will be missed for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, transitioning to the, the podcast, um, let's talk about some new music that came out. Um, we're talking first, we're going to talk about Internet Money, their compilation album before the storm came out on Friday. RJ, what were your first initial thoughts about it? Uh, Internet Money is, is interesting. Um, what a lot of people might not know about internet money is that it's a collective of producers. And when you have a collective of producers make their album, at times the sound cannot be cohesive of the project. It's at times the quality can, can shift from song to song. I think my biggest issue is... Um, there were, there were not nearly as many standouts as I wanted them to be. And there were some features that I felt were wasted. Um, so I thought that it wasn't a terrible project, but um, there wasn't a lot of things that I was going back to. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. I didn't think they really elevated their production. I thought their production is fantastic anyway. But with an album, you do kind of expect to see a different level of production that we didn't get. Um, But overall, I think coming out of this album, I didn't really learn more about internet money. I really learned more about some of these other artists that um, I hadn't been privy to before. Um, Some of them I like now because of the amount of versatility that they were able to show on this project. one artist that really stands out to me is an artist that we were talking about last week um, that I hadn't heard about since um, until they got the double XL cover was 24K Golden. I get it. I see why. I see why he's on that cover. Um, I told you, he's kind of nice. No, he's 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 really really good. I like his. He kind of. He kind of, when I heard him on the first, on his first track on this project, um, which is, I believe it's Take It Slow. The hook on that track, when I first heard the hook on it, I kind of thought that he was just going to be another YK Osiris, just like an R&B nigga who is, um, who isn't, who doesn't really fit in with the rest of the hip hop niggas. But then I got to his verse. Nigga can rap. He can rap. So 24K Golden, I'm excited to see what comes out of his career, um, along with all the other names that I included last week. Um, so I'm very excited for that. So that even adds on to my point from last week that Double XL really, really hit the target on the people that they picked um for this for for their list. But RJ, what is who what's your favorite song on this? Probably Blast Off. Juice World Trippy Red. Um, although I do like the song with uh, hold on, where is it? Maybe it was the single. Wait, I thought that they dropped a didn't they drop a song with Gunna? Oh, oh yeah, Lemonade, Lemonade. Check seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lemonade yeah. and a uh, Blast Off. Huh. 
I have I have four hits in my opinion on this track on this on this album I have thrusting featuring Sway Lee and Future as a hit the dancehall vibe people love dancehall so I can definitely see that being the song that kind of takes off especially when it's Sway Lee and Future two of the bigger artists in the game in general um I also have Speak featuring the Kid Leroy um I wasn't really privy to the Kid Leroy either until um I heard him on the Juice World album and I thought that his verse on the Juice World album album was kind of okay I didn't really like it that much but I think that on this song Speak he showed up more I can definitely see the inspiration from Juice World that he got I can definitely see um why people compare him to Juice World um and that being said I think it's kind of fucked up that I think that him and Juice World could have been a great dynamic duo, and it's fucked up that we're not really gonna be able to see it like we should have been able to see it. Um, Recipes Juice World. Um, I also have Blast Off, like you said, featuring Juice World and Trippy Red as a hit because whenever they make songs together, it's usually fire. I when that's one of the pairings that I also gravitate to. I was really tempted because I typically listen to albums um, from front to back in order and but seeing blast off featuring juice world and trippy red i was tempted to break that trend in my music listening and just go straight to blast off but either way it's a really good song i really enjoyed it and finally and i'd like to hear your opinion on this song um no option featuring kevin gates i really love that song from the hook from the first hook that kevin gates starts off with he had and i like kevin gates voice i like his cadence i like the introspectiveness that he shows on most of his records. Um, so yeah, what what did you think about No Option? I mean, Kevin Gates is, I think, one of the more stepped on rappers um, in the game. I mean, I remember, I think it was what Pop Star on um, the Baby's, the Baby's Project. Oh boy, that verse Kevin is crazy. Kills that verse, and I just feel like the way that he. There are a few rappers, like gangster rappers, that glide, and he he glides, and I, I really like Kevin Gates. I think that it was a, it was a very good track for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that Kevin Gates is someone who we should definitely pay more attention to. Um, even his last project, um, I forget the name. I forget the name of it. I think it's I'm Him. Maybe it might be I'm Him. I'm I'm. Don't don't quote me on that. But his project that came out last year was really really good. He has some great songs on it. Great production on it as well. That kind of that kind of um fit in the same category as Internet Money. So I'm definitely excited to see what Kevin Gates if Kevin Gates has something else for us coming this year. Um, another thing that I do want to point out is Cochise. Is it how do you is it is it Cochise? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with how to pronounce his name, um, but I thought that he's. We talk about Playboy Cardi, and we understand that we haven't really heard much about Playboy Cardi, um, but I thought with that baby voice, that kind of Playboy Cardi definitely pioneered. I think that Cochise on right now, also, um, yeah, on right now, featuring Cochise and Ty Fontaine. I think I thought that he was able to really cultivate that baby voice that Playboy Cardi has. Um, I don't really think I like that as a main um, style, but it's cool to see him get that off in that little pocket. Yeah, I like that pocket. Um, It is weird, though. I think that the baby voice thing is 
hit or miss. And I would much rather it just go away as a whole. <laughs> I can I can also see the argument for that. Um, one other thing that I think, um, one critique that I have about this project, and RJ, tell me what you think about this, um, is I thought that a lot of the verses on this project were very short. They were like four or six lines, and it was kind of hard to really feel um, the pockets of each beat listening to such short verses, which is probably why um, my initial reaction to this was that the production wasn't really taken to the next level. So, um, RJ, do you think the verses put forth by these artists were too short on this project? I think that's kind of what comes, that's one of the downfalls of having so many artists on your songs and stuff. And especially in this climate where people are trying to make songs that are two minutes, two and a half minutes, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that it does hurt. But I think that that also comes from people trying to make hits and not necessarily like artists putting their best foot forward on every single song. And I think that that yeah. whole point thing, people are just trying to make hits. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. Um, I, I, I agree with that as well. Um, one other thing I do want to say is... Well, actually, we can get into it later because we're also going to talk about this artist, um, Lil Tecca, later because he dropped a single. Um, but yeah, we can we can move on to the next album if you're ready for that. Yeah. All right. Do you want Do you want to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do it. Nasty C. Yeah, um, he dropped his. What is this his debut? Um, I'm not entirely sure. He does have products beforehand, but you know how like it get it gets muddy. Um, this man. All right. And figure out if he actually, because I feel like he not even he don't have no Wikipedia or nothing yet. Now nah, he doesn't. Let's let, let's just say this is his debut. Yeah. All right. Well, hold up. All what? right. It's his well, second can... project of 2020. Mm. It is his second project. It is his second project. Yeah, like he, he has other projects. So that's why I'm thinking. We just let's just call it a project. Right. Um, for those listeners who don't who aren't really sure where our confusion comes from, um, recently because because of streaming. Um, the difference between a mixtape and an album is really just up to an artist's discretion. So that being said, that's why if you notice us saying project instead of mixtape or album, that's because we don't really know what to call it. And as a general rule of thumb, they're all projects. So that's why we call them projects. Um, RJ, you were saying. All right. So Nasty C, his latest project of 2020, Zulu Man with some power. Um you know, a little light project, actually 20 songs, 58 minutes. There's a lot of hits and a good amount of features. I think that the is it's weird. He has two TI features. That was something that I didn't expect, but he also has little God at little Keed, uh, Ari Lennox. Um, and I think Teleman and Waleen are both African artists, but, um, he's a South African rapper and he clearly has taken a lot of influences just from around the world in a lot of different Americans. I mean, he has the whole King shit, Steve uh, Biko. He has La Vida Loca as different songs. I like the different vibes and different bags that he gets into. Um, and I like that he produces his own shit. I like that he, he does a lot of the production. And I'm excited to see what's good, but I do... I am wondering what his like main genre is. I am wondering what his best foot forward is. I don't think that I understand that yet. I agree. I think looking at this project, I think that it's really a project to kind of expose 
nasty sea to North America, to the United States, um, that market. Um, and I think that it executed that really, really well. Like you said, there's so many different vibes on it. He can do trap. He can do um, some rap song, like just some traditional rap songs. Um, he can also sing. Um, he also has like a little bit of a Hispanic vibe to his to his music as well. A little bit of a dancehall vibe to his music. Um, I like the. I overall I like the album. I think that it shows his immense potential, which I think was the uh, was the goal going into this project, just to show off his potential. And I think it accomplished that goal, to be honest. Yeah, I think that it definitely accomplished that goal, that goal as well. Um, I think that my issues, I don't, especially with artists like this, I don't know what's next. Do you do you have a a sense of what you think will will come from his career in the next few years? Do you think that he has superstar potential? Hmm. I think he potentially has. I can see him having world superstar potential as far as United States superstar potential. I'm not very certain about that. I think it. I think based off what this album does, what this project does. Excuse me. Um. In terms of the numbers, I think that really, really has an impact on how successful his career will be in the United States. But I think that South Africa is South Africa is definitely some place where he can hang his hat on and say like, "Yo, like if the United States is working out, I can just make music for my South African fans, and I'll still blow up and be super successful." Um, so that being said, I think it's really, really about the numbers. I do think that this is also, an, again, as I said earlier, um, also an attempt to introduce him to this market. Um, but the only way that we're really, really going to be able to, we can't really know for sure how successful that is right now. We're probably going to have to wait a month or two months to see what comes out of this project, how much, um, how much, how many eyes or ears gravitate towards him because of this project. So a lot remains to be seen, but overall, again, I think it has immense potential. I love the different vibes and the different features um, on this project. I think that he can go, literally go wherever he wants based off this project. Um, it's just a matter of him developing more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I also want to see, um, what happens when he gets a little bit more notoriety and he's working with bigger artists? Uh, he clearly has connections to a certain extent. Um, but I'm a little worried if it's 2020, you got two TI features. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, TI showed up on both though. And also, um, my understanding, my understanding is that TI was his initially TI was the first rapper that he really listened to. So I don't think it's really more, I don't think it's more for like, yo, I have a legend. I think it's really because he genuinely wanted to work with T.I. for his whole entire music life. And this is just a dream come true for him. I feel that. I actually do agree with that. We got to see though. I'm hyped to see what's going on. Yeah, we definitely have to see. Moving on, um, virtual concerts. Lil Uzi and Megan Thee Stallion had virtual concerts over over on Friday and Saturday. Um, $15 each. Um, for a ticket, quote unquote ticket, um, to these concerts. These concerts were pretty interesting. Um, RJ, what did what is your initial thought about the idea of a virtual concert? Uh, the one thing that I feel as a as a performer myself, I don't see a future for it because. Um, 
you want to be able to interact with the fans. The whole point is to interact with the, the fans. The whole point is to bring in an extra revenue stream that comes from the fans. That is not there for a lot of the virtual performances. That being said, comparing it to, say, the weekend's virtual performance or Travis Scott's virtual performance that were both actually virtual. So one was on Fortnite and the other one was on TikTok. Um, is that giving fans a new way to interact with the artist is definitely important, but I don't know if having them sh- do this met crazy thing on stage with no fans necessarily makes sense, but I guess we got to see. I, I didn't like it for Uzi and Meg Thee Stallion, but I did like it for Meg Thee Stallion a little bit more than Uzi. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is an interesting concept overall. I think Uzi and Meg are two artists who have become, uh, aside from the good music that they put forth, um, have become known for their performances. So I think that if there were, were two guinea pigs that would give you an accurate representation of what virtual concerts could be, I'd say that these two were a good pick. I think in this time of COVID, I'd rather than do virtual concerts than be the chain smokers and invite all these people out to see you perform without wearing, um, with like wearing whatever, like in these close quarters, I'd rather these virtual concerts than having people risk their lives essentially. Um, so that being said, I think that this is one of the best things that you can do in such a dangerous situation that we're living in right now. I think it could, I think overall, I was talking to some of my friends about this and hopefully there are more of these, um, about making this an event where essentially we, um, get together, buy, buy one ticket, get together and just hang out and watch a virtual concert and party together and stuff. Um, I think that that prospect in this climate would be cool. Um, but overall, as a, I don't, I prefer, I definitely prefer the live performances more compared to this. But I think that for what we can do, I think it's a good solution. Okay. Um, I think we got to see. I, I, I want. I wish that it was more, if it's going to be a, I wish it was a pre-recorded thing. It doesn't have to be live. So I would much rather it be a larger production than the same old stage production. I'd rather it be more closer to a movie or a music video than an actual just recording of a performance. Yeah, I agree. I also think that what they did with the stages were kind of cool. Um, I did like that little wrinkle that they threw in there. Like, hey, it's not just an artist. We have like lights and stuff. So <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of cool. But also, I think for $15, it's, it's pretty it's pretty affordable. Um, I appreciate that they didn't try to charge like a regular concert price for this. Um, it shows that they really understand um the times that we're in so i really did appreciate that because there are other companies out here trying to charge you 30 dollars to see a movie so 15 dollars to see your favorite artist isn't that bad yeah but you know you're not even really seeing them i mean yeah it's different uh, that's the one thing that i was you believe. Like, when i when like when you go see someone perform I really didn't feel that from either the Uzi or the Meg Thee Stallion thing. Maybe I needed to get like wasted, 
and I would have felt it through the screen. But I don't know. I feel like even if I put it on my TV and turn it up all the way, that I would never get the satisfaction that I would that that it that you get from seeing your favorite artist live, actually. Um, and that's why I feel like, you know, thinking about Travis Scott and the weekend with TikTok and Fortnite is that they got to design cool shit that is you don't necessarily see regularly during a performance and when you do extra level stuff um that's what catches people's eye that's what actually allows for something unique and special and i I didn't like that it was like yeah we're gonna do regular performances with no fans like it's not sports it doesn't it doesn't translate in the same way because a lot of it is the fan interaction with the with, with the star so we gotta we gotta see um, if it's going to be more of this or, you know, more artists, um, doing some, designing their own stuff, designing their own special interactions with fans. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing is for sure, is for sure though. I think that if you're not an artist who is known for their performances, for your performance, um, don't do this. It, it'll, it'll be terrible. Um, like when I think about the artists who could potentially succeed in this, and to some extent, I do think about Lucy, I think about Meg, I also think about Travis, um, Playboy Cardi, ASAP Ferg, a lot of a lot of these different. There's a lot of artists who give a good show. Um, Joey Badass could be another one. Um, Kendrick, obviously. Like if you're an artist who's known for giving a good show, um, I definitely think that this is something to try. But if you're an artist who just gets on stage and raps to the songs that have your word that has that has your voice in them uh, i'm i'm cool i don't really want to see that for 15 dollars. i'm trying to see some some next level shit though like i want to see i feel like my biggest issue with this is, is it also leaves room for that like hologram generation of 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 touring and i don't yeah. like imagine you got some virtual hologram shit like i would hate that Oh yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't like that either. I'm, like even if even if it's like a dead um, artist, I, I still don't really want that. Yeah, I don't want it. Like, leave that alone. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. Let's talk about some singles. Ooh. Um. That came out. Um. We had four new singles that are each worthy of conversation. Um. I'm gonna set the stage, and RJ, we can pick which one we start with first. Um. Corday and Roddy Rich dropped dropped Gifted. Low Tecca dropped Royal Rumble. Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, dropped Deep Reverence. And finally, ASAP Bird featuring Jay Guapo and Lil Wayne, No Steelers. Which one do you want to start with first? Let's uh, let's talk about Corday and then Tekka first. All right, cool. Um, what were, what were your initial thoughts about the Corday feature? The, the Corday, Corday song, song Gifted um, grew on me. Uh, Roddy Rich definitely did his thing. I wish that Roddy Rich got more of the chorus to himself, but I know that Corday likes to get into a singing bag sometimes. Uh, I think that Corday spits. The one thing that I'll say is, um, I don't know what this single is for. If it's just for relevance, it's just to drop a single, just because you know he changed his name, took the YBN out. Um, then maybe and fine. Then this song makes sense. But my hope is that it's leading up to something. That is definitely my hope. He's back to spitting, and. The one thing that I'm looking for since is it the Lost Boy? That was the name of his first project. 
Yeah, the last point. Um, the one thing I'm looking for the most is maturity. How he's matured and if he's matured. And um, if he's gone through more real life. I mean, we already know, you know, he had the whole arrest thing a few months back. And what we've been dealing with 2020, he's clearly um, not just aware, but engaged in his community and, and these and, and a lot of what a lot of the young people that are that will be shaping the next generation. I think that he's he's part of that a group of people that are engaged and dedicated. So um, I'm excited for the potential for a new project. I'm more interested to see, you know, what label, what label he signs with. If he just signs with an imprint or if he goes with a big label um, and what the next album would sound like. Cause I think that his backpack rapping is great, but I also think he, he, we all know he has the ability to make hits under it. So we got to see. What you think? Yeah. Um, Cordae signs at Atlantic. Um, that being said, I think that Atlantic, Atlantic typically knows what they're doing with new artists, with new hip hop artists, especially. Um, I think this was a good project. I do agree with your point about maturity, um, but not really from the standpoint of if he's matured. I think that his first project, um, The Lost Boy was really mature already for his age. Um, so that being said, I like this, I like this, um, the song. I thought that he also had a message with it. So that being said, if it is the first single for something coming out and he doesn't really have a message on this album, especially with all this stuff that he's gone through, especially um, being arrested for protesting Breonna Taylor's um, murder um, and being active in the community, like you said, I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't really have anything to say about that. But again, I, I have all the faith in the world in Corday for Corday to have something to say because he's one of the best rappers of this generation. Um, of this new generation coming out, he's one of the best rappers, bar for bar. Um, I don't. I think that you'd have a hard time finding a rapper in that same age range who could possibly out rap Corday. Um, that being said, I also like Roddy Rich's um, contribution to the project to the song as well. I keep saying project. Excuse me. I'm getting a little excited for a project. Oh my god. Um, but. I, I did like Roddy Rich's contribution as well. I thought that he stayed in pocket and um, this is more of the Roddy Rich that I'm looking for in terms of him being able to use that cadence and still have a consistent flow throughout his songs. Um, so overall, I think it was a good song and whatever comes out of this song, whether it be a project from Corday, project from, well, Roddy Rich said that his project was done. And, but we don't have a date for it yet, so we know that Roddy Rich is coming with something soon. But um, a project from Corday, or even maybe, and this may be a bit of a stretch, but maybe a collab project between the two. I'm excited to see what comes out of this, just in general. Yeah, we gonna see. Yeah. And then moving on, Lil Tech about oh. got the new single, uh, Royal Rumble. It was, um, it was actually pretty good. Uh, my question to you is, do you think that he has the ability to drop ran- another ransom and whether you think he can muster up um, a project that would actually solidify his being in hip hop? Hmm. I personally, um, let me talk about the single first. Personally, I thought that this song Royal Rumble was kind of mid. Maybe it has to grow on me a little bit, but I thought compared to all of the other songs that I like from Tekka, I didn't really think this one hit the mark. Um, do I think he could muster up another ransom? I do. I think that his sound is one that's very 
effortless. And when you have such an effortless but distinct sound like that, I think that making hits for you should come easy. Um, as I alluded to earlier, um, when we were talking about the Internet Money Record, um, the Internet Money Project, um, Tekka appears on, in my count, two songs. Um, J-Lo, which is just him, and then uh, somebody featuring A-Boogie with the hoodie and Lil Tekka um, that's on the Internet Money Project again. Um, I thought that the J-Lo song was kind of mid. I thought that he kind of came harder on it. Um, but the Somebody record is really, really good. I like him and A-Boogie working together. Um, I also like that if Tekka doesn't want to do, doesn't want to go the traditional um, sing on trap beats route, he doesn't have to because he does have a little bit of dance hall vibes in his music as well. So if he wants to, he can switch it up and go to a completely different genre if he wants to. Um, that being said, I think that Lil Tekka is definitely, whatever Lil Tekka is coming with, which um, he already announced the name of the project, which will be called Virgo World. Um, that being said, which being that it is called Virgo World, it, I, I'd assume that it drops before September 22nd. Um, that remains to be seen because it is Virgo's, it is Virgo season, right? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's Virgo season. I should, Either way, I should know if it's not, is it Virgo season? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, if it's not, if it's not Virgo season, then I don't know when it's going to drop, but if it is Virgo season, I expect it to drop yeah, it's Virgo season. Um, before yeah. uh, September, it is Virgo before season. the end of September, but it is Virgo season. Yeah, I expect, it to, I expect it to drop before September 22nd, so it's coming soon. I wouldn't even be shocked. I wouldn't even be surprised if it came um, on September 4th this week coming up. So I'm excited. We're gonna get our answers on Lil Tekka soon. I know that for sure. Um, moving on, let's talk about a song, a single coming from an artist who is dropping his long-awaited Detroit 2, Big Sean featuring Nipsey Hussle, Deep Reverence, RJ. What did you think about this single, and what do you think it means for Detroit 2? Um, Big Sean is one of the most slept-on rappers in the game especially because of the comparisons I think that Kendrick Lamar is a different type of beast and I think as well as J. Cole and I think it was like J. Cole Kendrick Drake and Big Sean was up there with them doing all the music dropping all the albums having all the hits but that his album process is different than theirs and I feel like people try to hate on Big Sean for the wrong reasons Detroit is my favorite project, so I have very high hopes for Detroit too. And I think that Deep Reverence shows that this man not only has a lot to get off his chest, but that he's he's thinking. He's not just talking, he's not just rapping, he's not just making hits, he's really thinking. So I'm very excited for Detroit too, and I think that Deep Reverence is not just a great track. R.P. Nipsey, Nipsey spits on his shit, Hit Boy kills the beat. Um, and I think that it just, it's a tone setter for the whole project for sure. And I, I, I have to be confident that Big Sean um, is going to follow through with that. I love the single. I absolutely love the single. I love what he's talking about. Um, I love how he's talking about um, he's essentially spitting knowledge on relationships. Not just relationships with um, a significant other, but just relationships in general with like friends, family members, etc, etc. One of the lines that stands out to me the most is what he says, if it if it doesn't give 
something along the some something along the lines with talking about how if it doesn't give you good energy, it's draining you. So you should probably get rid of it. Um, that being said, I think that Big Sean, even judging by this single and the three singles that he dropped last year, Berserk, Overtime, and Single Again. If we're that's four singles. If we're just judging based on the content and based on delivery, three out of these four singles, um, those being Deep Reverence, Single Again, and Overtime, Big Sean is clearly in his "I'm going to rap you to death and have something to say" bag. And I, for one, am all in for it. If if he doesn't get in this bag on Friday, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that Big Sean has kind of disappointed me. Um, I think Big Sean is really, really good at dropping singles, but I think the problem, the, the thing about Big Sean that kind of is a problem to me is I don't think that he really follows through on his albums as much as he should, at least the most recent ones, um, Double or Nothing featuring, Double or Nothing with Metro Boomin, excuse me, or um, what's the one before that? Um, I Decided. Um, I don't really, I didn't really think he carried out the energy of the singles that he put out for those two projects. Um, so that being said, hopefully he's able to carry out the vision that we're, that fans are getting from these singles that he's dropped so far. Um, he also teased another single coming out that could potentially come out um, before this project drops. So I'm excited to see what comes out of that or if we just listen to it on the project. But overall, I'm really excited for, D2, um, for Detroit 2 based off the single. Yep, it's gonna be a fire single, bro. Uh, I mean, it was a fire single. It's gonna be a fire project. I think the Hit Boys on a run. I've been saying this already, but he's just gonna continue his fucking run, and it's gonna go into probably like 2022. I don't even know. I need a Hit Boy album. <laughs> um, but last single, but not least, ASAP Ferg. Definitely not least. Yeah, definitely not least. Definitely not least. ASAP Ferg drops the single "No Ceilings" featuring Jay Guap and the. Very, very, very notorious. Lil Tunchi, Lil Wayne. He he does his thing. Um, it's a drill beat. So New York City niggas back on that drill shit. My question to you is, I think this single was good. I think that it was a cool homage because Lil Wayne had no ceilings drop on uh, DSPs over the weekend. So it kind of dropped with the single, even though it wasn't Lil Wayne's single. ASAP doesn't really care about, you know, things like that. Um... One, do you think that ASAP Ferg is good for drill? Two, do you think that ASAP Ferg, that this is a sign that ASAP Ferg is going to be more into drill? Or do you think that it's just a song that he just wanted to make and put out? I, I'm not sure if this is a clue into what, what the future holds for ASAP Ferg's music in terms of style. But I will say that if it, this is a clue and he is going to get into drill, I am 100% for it. Um, when you're looking at the one of the, the when you're looking at the legends of um, New York City drill, um, Pop Smoke, rest in peace. Um, the thing that people always talk about with Pop Smoke when he raps, it's not it's not his lyrical content. It's not really what he says. It's his voice and his energy. There is no other, off the top of my head, there is no other New York City nigga who fits that same profile outside of ASAP Ferg. So that being said, ASAP Ferg has given us energy time in and time out for years, almost a decade now. 
And if he wants to do that on some drill beats while actually showing off his complex flows and his ability to rap and do all this other stuff that traditional rap fans like, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I think that um, if the fans mess with it, then it'll be successful. I like that Ferg took the risk of like, let me see it, let me get into this this new genre. I agree with you. I mean, the deep voice thing, I mean, for sure, he, he has a very deep voice, so it, it makes a lot of sense that it would work. But we got to see. I don't know if I want a full project of, of this from ASAP. Um, but we definitely got to see. I'm a lot more interested in the same thing that we was talking about last week. Um, what is ASAP as a whole coming? Are they going to come out with the no, new Cozy Tapes? Is Rocky going to come out with a new album? Is Fur going to come out with a new album? They don't necessarily work in sync with each other where it's like back-to-back-to-back drops. Um, But I'm hoping that because nothing has dropped from the group at all, that once we get the first drop, that'll be momentum for some some new drops in the future. So we got to see because I feel like I I definitely don't want ASAP Rocky on no drill. Oh, no, I'm I'm cool. I don't need that. So you got to see. <laughs> All right. Um. That's it. That's it for today. Um. I am Nate Sperlin and I'm RJ Levishin. Yeah, you know what it is. Big vibes out here. <laughs> uh. This has been the cat on Old Milk. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Old Milk underscore Co. Subscribe, like, share with your friends, all that other stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the 40 ish minutes, forty five minutes. I don't know. But thanks for taking out that time. So listen to us. Uh, we'll be back again next week with more music, talking about Detroit 2, as well as Lil Durk dropping his his project, The Voice. I'm excited to talk about all that with my co-host, RJ. See you next week. You dig?